This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor. .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. And I'm Josh. Uh, we got a episode tonight where we're going to talk about a few miscellaneous uh, products. Yeah, random. Random, random. random product. Random episode. Yeah, it, <laughs> No real structure here. We just had the 4th of July weekend. I was busy. Uh, did a bunch of crap. So didn't really get prepared for this. So it are. happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it was a crazy good. weekend. I had a crazy weekend too. Went fishing Friday and then fished Sunday and then had 4th of July stuff with the family on Saturday. So that's the exact same thing I did. So, yeah, so uh, tonight Brad's going to be talking about his recent uh, big purchase. Brad got himself a Torquedo, so I'm going to ask Brad a little bit of questions. We're going to keep this episode a little short and sweet tonight, too, so um, we don't bore you guys too much with it. But, um, you know, so and then I'm going to go over a new bait that I've been kind of throwing a little bit in the past uh, couple months um, which is the Mega Bass Dark Sleeper. Um, that bait is, I don't know if it's necessarily new to the scene this year or if it came in at the end of the last year or if it's been around, but I think I got hip to hearing about it through Facebook last year towards the end of the year. So, uh, But this year was the first year that I decided to throw it, and so we'll go over that also. So, But uh, yeah. So, random episode. Uh, Brad and I uh, really haven't had anything to review. I mean, we I need to get you those biz baits still. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, we didn't have anything that we both uh, kind of messed with that was the same lately. So, sorry, guys. Won't be uh, the most exciting episode, but should be good. So, 
I think people want to hear about it. Uh, I'm curious about these uh, swim baits you're talking about. Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. So it, it'll uh, it'll be a good bait. I think you'll like it if you get some. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into Torquedo. So for those that follow Brad on social media, you have been seeing Brad post random 10 to 20 second clips of him <laughs> going uh going either usually upstream in a torpedo and then he has this goofy laugh at the end of it and um your most recent one was <laughs> featuring your wife who's steadily trying to paddle behind you and you kick the torpedo on and scream sayonara sucker and then laugh so <laughs> you, you didn't hear in that video where she says see a loser <laughs> I, I heard it but nobody else on video did you should have left that part in. That would have completed it. What? You didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, so Brad, and for those that don't know, also Brad likes to try to embarrass his wife, Allie, on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I think you shared one of your memory videos, and it was you yelling meat in the meat department. Oh, yeah. She's behind you. It's hilarious, but... I got so, a couple more of those. I, there's like a couscous one, and I found pizza and chips. I got like four of those videos. Nice. You have to keep sharing them. <laughs> but uh, so Brad recently decided to um, go with the Torquedo. Um, Brad, I know that you were um, in a little bit of uh, debate with yourself in regards to either getting a pedal drive or putting a motor on your Bonafide. So, uh, what, what kind of triggered you to head in the direction of just putting a torpedo on that bonafide? Man, I, I, I like the bonafide platform, dude. It, it's so easy to fish off of. Um, I just, I didn't know. I don't know, dude. So there's there something about the pedal drive. I just didn't like for some reason. I don't know why, but I tried that Torquedo out, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And that, that'll help me in tournaments, because this all started because I was paddling in 25-mile-an-hour wind and uh, went like four or five miles or something, and I had to ice my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that can be rough, I can imagine. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I just, I just pulled the trigger. <laughs> yeah. So how hard was it for you to set up? I know you had commented in the group chat that you'd been talking to Jeff and several other people in regards to trying to get all your cards lined up as far as the installation and asking a bunch of questions about performance and stuff. So how did, uh, how did the installation go over? Cause I know you, you started on it and I think it took you about, I don't know, not that it took you this long, but I know it took you this long to get like everything together to be able to yeah. do the install. It was about a week to a week and a half, I think. Yeah, because I had to buy gear tracks and then uh, the bonafide steering kit for the foot pedals. Uh, so I'd, I actually had to wait a, a little while for those because nobody had them in stock. Bonafide didn't have them in stock. I ended up having to buy them full price instead of using my discount to buy them. But yeah. it is what it is. How'd the installation but go? It, it was pretty simple. I, it, I, I watched or I followed along with a, a video of Jeff uh, Little and uh, John Hipsher that mm -hmm. they did for Bonafide and they posted on YouTube. Uh, I watched that video and then I saw another video where Jeff Little went to some outfitter out in Virginia. I forget what I forget what I think that's where it was. I forget what outfitter it was, but I found that video to be a little bit more useful hooking it up to a bonafide than the other video for, for some reason I had a couple issues with the other one, but, um, for the most part, it was easy. And when it came to installing the tubes and running the line through the hall, I, I was kind of a little nervous because I accidentally cut that, uh, that, um, the tube and I didn't pull the specter line all the way through. So I ended up cutting off a little bit too much of the line, but, but luckily for me, I ended up, uh, uh, spooling like four wraps around the uh, steering kit that go onto the back of the foot pedals for Bonafide. So all I had to do was a uh, one or two knob twist, and then I had enough line to hook it to the back of the Torquedo. Okay. 
So uh, what are those used for? That the cordage that you're talking about that you cut short. Oh, so you got tubes that run inside the hole. They're like uh, they look like water lines for a uh, fridge. Yeah. Um, you run those through. You have holes drilled on the front where they come out and connect to the foot pedals, and then onto the uh, holes coming out the back where they connect to the motor. Um, then you'll have these this line. It's called Spectre cable that runs from foot pedal through the through the hole through the uh, tubing and then back to the uh, motor. And that's what controls your motor. You're, you're controlling it by foot. So when, when you have those uh, those lines connected to foot pedals, you know, whatever way you're pushing is the way you're going to be turning, which kind of throws me off because yeah. I'm, I'm used to like zero turn mowers, you know, where you push, you push right up, right. And you're turning left. Yeah. It, it's, it's opposite on the bonafide for a motor, yeah. but what's All up? Right. So, um, when you were look, I've always looked at those cables cause I know like Mike has them and stuff like that and they don't look very strong, but did you like test the strength of them or, you know, what is that stuff you think is made out of? I don't even know what it's made out of. I should look it up right now, but that it is, it feels strong. I know yeah. when you, after you go and tie everything together, they want you to, uh, um, heat up the, the ends. So it, you know, Kind of like a nylon cord, how it frays together. Yeah. Uh, So what you you cut that at like a forty five degree angle, and then you heat it up and let it cool, and it like kind of glues it together. But I'm not sure what that stuff's made of. But I don't I don't have I don't have the feeling that that stuff will snap or anything. Yeah. Uh, So what else? uh, Did you run any other issues? Hmm. Anything that was kind of tricky for anybody who might be interested in getting it? Kind of a, a heads up? Yeah, like I said, the tubing and the wire was hard to run. The, the tubing, after you cut it, you want to hold it with a uh, vice grip or something so it don't slide back into the hole. Yeah. And then what you do is you, you barely heat up the end of that tubing, and then you'll take like a uh, the end of a pin right here, and you'll like mushroom the tube out so it don't slip in yeah and then i also had a hard time like i i use the different kind of epoxy for it but you're supposed to put epoxy around that mushroom head so so it stays yeah so I, I ended up getting a little messy with that so that was kind of stupid of me but other than yeah. that so what think... anything else i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no, I was just yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about the uh, the the reverse for the motor. That that was for some. It's still not working right, but I think it's because I had the Yak Gadget uh, um, adjust the flex pole system in the back. Uh-huh. I think if I I think if I took that off and then ran the uh, eyelets up toward me on the back tracks, I think it would work. But right now I'm having a hard time using that to go in reverse. I see. So you've got those eyelets mounted on the uh, the yak yak gadget anchor thing. Well, like saying? right, yeah, right behind it. Okay. Is it in like the way or something like that? Is it like rubbing kinda, or something? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but that um, I, I'm trying to think of a way where I can use the things that go in the gear tracks for the yak gadget system. And then screw the eyelet into it, that so it holds that all down, and I can still use the eyelet. I'm trying to think of a way to do that, but I haven't really uh, figured out a way yet. I'm wondering if maybe you go to like the hardware store and see if you can get longer eyelets, but still yeah. use that knob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking about something like that. I just, I'd probably have you kind of need the knob. You kind of need those knobs for that anchor system because if you go to try to screw in a eyelet just into the the T bolt itself, it's probably going to want to uh, dig down inside the the grooves that are cut out the the pre cut um, mm-hmm. slots. But uh, yeah, because uh, the yeah the the tie down system kind of works the same way if you're just using them, right? If I remember correctly, it's almost like a knob that sits in. So I wonder mm-hmm. if you just got a, like a longer one or something you might be able to. Because I'm sure yeah. they probably have that in a hardware store. 
Oh yeah, the, I've looked before because before I bought those eyelets from Yak Attack, I was looking at longer ones, but I didn't like how tall they were. Yeah. So that's why I bought the Yak Attack ones. They're like set, I don't know, an inch yeah. sitting above your deck. The other ones I saw were like two inches tall, and I didn't want my line hanging up off the deck that much. Yeah. So, what um, motor mount did you end up using for the Torquedo? Uh, the 403 AC, the one that goes into the bolts on the back of the Bonafide. So, it came with the mount? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you bought like a Yak Gadget one or an aftermarket one or something. Oh, no. No, I just went with a regular to- Torquedo. But this that's why... I got this Torquedo was because it's compatible with the Yak Gadget pole. I don't know if you, you you've well you've seen the uh, Quick Stop anchor system. Yeah. It goes in the same. Uh, it goes into the same uh, inserts on the back on the Bonafide. Yeah, the micro power pole uh, pattern. Uh, yeah. Pole pattern. Yeah. So if I was to have that, I couldn't mount the motor on it at the same time. That's why I went with the flex system. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Yeah. Well, so I, I knew also, though, I didn't know, though, if, well, I guess not, because, yeah, that, that Torquedo mount is kind of specific. I mean, you can buy other mounts for Torquedos, but I think that's kind of more for, like, uh, not the Torquedo, but like a, um, oh, I can't even, uh, just, like, utilizing, like, a normal, like, you know, like, motor not being Torquedo, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Brian used to have his trolling motor on the back. Yeah, like the trolling motor. But I think because if you buy a trolling motor, it usually has like it doesn't have the mount. You usually have to buy something in it that mounts to the, you know, for instance, like the Yak Gadget one that you can buy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I've uh, been put. I've put my um, Yak Gadget together, but the day that I was going to use it, I ended up not utilizing it because we went like we went somewhere where you have to. Um, you like you're walking your kayak through like a small creek and stuff like that. So like the overhang is real bad. Yeah. And it ended up being such a calm, hot day that you didn't even need an anchor. Like you, yeah. Like it's been so hot and calm here in Ohio the past like week, week and a half. It's been ridiculous. So, but um, yeah, I got mine put put on there. At first, I was like kind of like not overwhelmed but i was like at first, I, i'm sitting there like oh where's it I, I couldn't find the directions and they were like sitting on the floor like i dropped <laughs> them and they blew across the floor and i couldn't yeah. find them and i put it all together and then saw them sitting there on the ground <laughs> so you're like oh sweet i did do it right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so uh let's talk a little bit about the performance so far have you used it in the lake yet no so uh I've been uh, fishing the river with it, but I- I'm real excited to try it on the lake. I think I'm going to do it this weekend because we got a tournament coming up, and I'm going to go down to Rocky Fork and check it out. But uh, rivers, that thing, man, I-, I-, I travel upstream going four mile an hour. Yeah. When I get I- – I'll just tell you. So I, I put in an East-, East River landing, and I-, I went all the way up into Dayton. And then came all the way back. So I, I wanted to go and see how hard that was. So the first like mile, I was probably going four mile an hour. Um, as I got near shallow water and real fast moving water, the, the current is probably about two, three mile an hour there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going 2.75 miles an hour up, up that fast current. And it was shallow there. And I think before my skeg started dragging, I think I was in 1.4 feet of water. Nice. So at that point I'm lifting the motor, I'm getting out and I'm just dragging the kayak until I get over the riffles and then 
head back up. Yeah. So I, it took me from East River Landing to Dryden Road. I got there in about 20 minutes. Yeah. So with the addition of that Torquedo, how hard did it make for you to be physically dragging your kayak at that point? Were you like, oh, man? Well, I was at first, but it's actually not bad at all. Yeah. But the thing that does suck is having that uh, having that mount on the back. I can't load that kayak up like I typically could to go to like a river spot, you know, like one of my spots up north of Dayton or something. Uh, I I need, I need a boat ramp to use it because it's just, it, it it holds my kayak out like another 10 inches and wobbles. And I don't, I don't want to push pressure onto the back of the mountain stuff when I'm strapping it in. Yeah. I, I have to keep that trailered. It's I'm specifically using it for boat ramps and all that stuff. Yeah, and you just got a new kayak for the river specifically now, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Bonafide RS-117. Heck yeah, dude. So, did you kind of monitor, like, how much battery you used and how far you traveled when you did that? Yeah, uh, the first day I got it, I put it together. Uh, Then I went out. I didn't really fish that night. I just went out to try it. I didn't have it set up completely. I had to work out some kinks and stuff too. So I went out with about 20% battery and I went, I don't know, three miles maybe. Yeah. Until, well, I didn't let it die all the way either. I got down, it was at 28% and I got down to 10% by the time I was done. And I went about three miles and that was at full throttle too. Of course, going up into current, you're going to be using more battery. Yeah. So any like cons in regards to, you know, you're obviously you haven't used it in the lake, but anything kind of weird that stood out that, you know, anybody needs to be aware of. Mm, Like I said, the con would be loading it to take it to a spot where I I couldn't, but that's why I got my river kayaks. It's not a big deal. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't you, had, I've, I've gotten like four trips out of it so far. So I'm yeah, still kind of new with it, but have you tried to, um, like face and fish in the current with it? Yeah. So that's actually really cool. I was sitting in a, uh, an eddy that was, well, I'm trying to think maybe it wasn't an eddy. Maybe it's just a big bend in the river where the current was just coming around like a mile or two an hour. But yeah, I was sitting there and I had my throttle set at, like 1.2 mile an hour and i was sitting there um uh, moving my foot pedals and just casting you know working my bait so that that was pretty cool was it kind of weird to be trying to utilize your feet while you're fishing (laughs) a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like it would be Uh, i would probably push the wrong direction so oh i i still push wrong directions like i told you it's not it's not like a zero turn mower so i'm not used to it so if I'm pressing my right foot pedal up, you're going right. Yeah. Usually like a zero turn mower, you push up on your right side, you're going left. <laughs> so I'm always going the wrong. Way. I'm like, dang it, man, I need to get used to this. That's funny. Uh, anything else you got for us? Mm, no. I, I'm I'm happy with the battery that comes with it for, for sure so far. Did you get like, the big one or the smaller battery? The big yeah, there's no way. If I had the smaller one, I, I wouldn't even be able to go. I, I would be able to go East River to Dryden Road, and then that's it, probably. Yeah. But uh, my last trip there, I probably got... I, I was a little bit more conservative this time because I went up to up to the riffles, and then I anchored. So this is cool. I used the uh, uh, the bomb anchor. Mm-hmm. I anchored in that three-mile-an-hour current. I let out some line, like you said, that was 10, 15 feet long. Yeah. I did not, I did not move at all. I nice. got to sit there and cast. I got to work these, uh, um, current breaks and everything. I caught fish almost off all these current breaks in the water. I was like, I've never been able to do this. This is awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Well, it sounds like you're happy with the purchase so far. I'll be excited to hear how, uh, your first lake trip goes in it. I know I'm real excited. The 
So the route that I have mapped at uh, Rocky Fork, I didn't see how far it is, but it looks like it might be a little bit, like, kind of, what, look, I don't know. It might be a couple miles. So I'm interested to see how it does. Yeah. Be seeing Brad scooting all along everywhere. I'm going to have to pull Justin around when we pre-fish. <laughs> no way, dude. He's got pedal drive. Uh, I, uh, that's another thing. I want to see how, how well he can keep up with me at full throttle. Nah, he won't be able to, man. I mean, oh. you can you can get full throttle on that thing, dude. You're going to probably be pushing like six in the sixes. Mm-hmm. And with the pedal drive, you can get like five possibly six depending on how heavy that kayak is Mm -hmm. justin's a skinny dude but he's a tall guy and um like the problem is is that sustaining that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i could go sustain three miles an hour for quite some time though when you get up in the fours you know like brian and i did a race one time and i was in the big rig and he was in in the blue sky and we got up to like between four and a half and five, but you can only maintain it for like, you know, yeah. just a little bit of time, like a few minutes, maybe, you know, and then you're like, yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening for a sustained amount of time. So, yeah, he has that Slayer Max. It's a, it's a little bit quicker boat than others, but I, I think he could sustain four at like. Yeah, but your full throttle, dude, on that bonafide on a lake, dude, you're going to be hitting, like, in the six. I, six I think range. I will be hitting six. Be- well, maybe. I, I come downstream, and I'm hitting almost six and a half. With you know, if you push your seat up further, too, or if you're leaning probably more towards the front of your boat, you're going to go faster. Uh, oh, so yeah. The more the weight, yeah, the more weight that you have at the front of that kayak, the faster it is. That's why when Jeff did a video, he was talking about that. And he specifically talked about it when they did it in the Kilroy HD. Because Kilroy HD, you can, it's, the seat is mounted on a gear track that runs the entire inside of the deck or um, cockpit of the boat, right? Yeah. So you can, but he did one where his feet are crammed so far up underneath the boat. And he's like, this is kind of dangerous because he can't really control, yeah. you know, the foot control steering real well. But he got that thing in the high sixes because of it. Like the fr- the more weight that you have on the front of it, the better that motor, the more efficient it becomes. So yeah, <laughs> there's certain kayaks that just perform better with the Torquedo based on that, that fact alone. So dude, I'm kind of like interested in uh, installing that Torquedo on the RS 117 because I hear that it is fast that thing on it i'm like man i want i just want to see how fast i can get it to go yeah that's pretty cool yeah all right well thanks for information brad no problem good times i'm sure there's more we could talk about but i'm still new with it yeah well uh we'll be looking forward to your silly ass videos too oh there there's gonna be more i i have like four on my phone right now that i'm just waiting to post (laughs) all right so we'll move into what i'm gonna talk about tonight which is the mega bass dark sleeper swim bait um so this is a little plastic um swim bait uh meant for the bottom it's a paddle tail style and um it comes in about 10 different colors and looking at the website, it has it as, uh, let's see. What, what color are you using mostly? Um, I've been buying a bunch of different colors, man. I haven't really been specific. Okay. Um, they have really weird names, like Japanese names. Um, <laughs> so I've used a Dark Shad. I've used a Yoshinobori. The Hannah Hayes, the Hayes. Um, I've used a bunch of them except for maybe like the clear chartreuse. There's a clear pink. Uh, there's one called the Donko, which is kind of like black with gold um, spots. Oh, yeah. There's a Mutsuguru. It's like gold with, uh, I was throwing that the other day. So uh, for those who haven't seen this bait, um, it really resembles a lot of uh, bait fish, especially bottom bait fish. Um, some people want to say, like, it's a good goby imitation. Um, 
What did you say that you thought it resembled, resembled that we see in the rivers around here? A mad tom. A mad tom, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've seen those before in the rivers, especially those little really, limey. Yeah, um, they their color selection super, super, super colorful. Like um, so, it's it's kind of weird because when you first look at it, you're like, um, you know, like the colors kind of throw you off a little bit, but when you put them in the water that's kind of and you look down upon them that's where it kind of shines um some of the colors that you know i was like oh that looks really good like when you're looking at it from the top of it yeah that's the mad tom yep um i've heard stone rollers you know yeah that's another one stone rollers so um but this thing really excels um when you're fishing for smallmouth, I know that Dusty has been, he's used them for, he's been real high up on them, you know, for quite some time. Um, but they also, they make these in a three inch bait, uh, three eighths ounce, half ounce, and three quarters ounce. I did find some shorter ones. They're just like, I want to say two and three quarters at quarter ounce. I found them, I think I ordered them from Dick's Sporting Goods. Mm hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Cabela's had them. And I didn't even know they made a quarter ounce ones because when you buy them in the store, there's usually the smallest weights, three eighths ounce. Oh, so yeah. when I saw those quarter ounce ones, I got excited because I was like, oh, dude, I can throw those in the river. Because the three eighths ounce, man, if you're throwing that and you're like in somewhat shallow water, it tries to hang up some. Um, yeah. So I bought some quarter ounce ones for more shallow stuff, especially for the rivers. But the bait excels. It's it's a like a bottom bouncing sort of. You know, you can swim it a little bit too, but you know, just simple jigging it, bouncing off the bottom, it works really well. Um, so it's kind of like a uh, a grub, but looks more like a bait fish. Yeah, definitely um some of the features about it uh, it's a single hook um fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And the hook is hidden on the first set of, um, what did we say? Uh, <laughs> why did I just forget the fin name? <laughs> oh, do the dorsal? Dorsal, first, yeah. First, it <laughs> sits in there. Now, I fished this with Mike recently, and Mike was thinking that those dorsal fins were causing him issues with hook sets uh -huh. um <clears throat> for it being hidden in the dorsal fin it's really good as far as being weedless like that oh, and cool. uh deflects um cover a little bit because those dorsal fins are really soft like they're real pliable they're not hard they appear to be like a little on the hard side like you know they would cause an issue but there they are they are fairly uh, pliable and they move real easy. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So the the hook is it in the middle of two little flaps? Then yeah. Is that how, okay. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, there's a flap on each side basically. So and it's and it's pretty thin. But the way it, if you look at the bait when it gets closer to the bottom, the plastic gets thicker. So yeah. kind of, but that top point part of it's real flimsy so um uh it's great smallmouth bait um, um you know if you're fishing somewhere especially if uh smallmouth are on the deeper side um it's a great bait um i was fishing this recently where we we're fishing a point and then the water is only like a foot and a half deep and i would cast up onto it and drag it and bounce it off the bottom and let it because on this point of water drops to 10 feet fairly quickly. And so you can just keep bringing it down. Um, I, I do tell you though, like I was sewing the three eighths ounce when I was doing that, but mm -hmm. when it goes to drop like in the 10 to 15 inch or 10 to 15 foot uh, range that a half ounce is a lot better. 
and three quarter ounce obviously is even better the deeper you go because that bait does take some time to go down if you're throwing the light ones uh it takes a lot more time than what i thought because it feels it's it's weighted like on the bottom of the plastic so i'm like yeah man even maybe a three eighths is going to sink fairly quickly but it's got like a the plastic has a flat profile on the bottom so i think it causes a lot of resistance so it's it'll slowly drop um it's uh fairly good for snags depending on what kind of rocks you're throwing in um if you're throwing in like a lot of man-made jagged type rock formation it can get hung up um sometimes i wonder if though if it's the bait getting hung up or if my line is falling you know because a lot of times when i when i tend to fish the bottom i tend to fish a little on the slow side like kind of like extreme slow i guess yeah (laughs) so i'll let it sit a lot of times for some time and i think my line might be dropping and actually getting hung up on rocks because there's a lot of times where i've been hung up and i think the bait stuck and it's not it's my lines jammed in and then i've caused the bait to move into that yeah into that snag and because i've been fishing this thing and i'll notice that i have nicks like three feet up on my line so uh just beware if you are fishing that definitely recheck and retie uh your line a lot because you're going to spend a lot of time on the rocks so this um so this bait uh says 5.99 it does it come in a pack or you just get one no you just get one it's 5.99 per per oh, bait. okay i think I've, only, I've i have had i have like i've fished with it it's real durable like it doesn't tear okay. it's not like a kai tech um you know, I don't even know that it ha- it has like a little bit of movement from the tail, but it's not like a ton. So um, it's super durable, though. Like I've fished with the same ones. I think I've maybe lost one or two of these baits out of like five. And then recently I just bought another 10 of them. So I think for sure. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a bunch right here. Nice. I... I want to know what color would you throw for the river? Cause none of these really catch my eye. That's the thing, dude. That's, that's, it's, they're kind of weird looking, but I think you could get away with like pretty much any of them. And the thing, like, I really like that dark shad one for muddy water. The one with the black or the, the black with the. Here's one. I don't know if you guys can see it. If it's that's the, the haze one. Uh, let me see. I think so. Uh, Looks like Hannah Hayes or Hayes. Yeah, it's one that's kind of a greenish color on top, and it's got a little bit blue and orange on the side. So this that's is right. one of the quarter ounce ones, and it's only uh, uh, 2.4 inch bait. That's pretty small, actually. So, but yeah. That thing would, I think that thing would be killer. It's like the perfect size, dude, what you would see in the river all the time. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's why I, I throw a lot of the big Joshies at her, like two and three quarter. But my Kitex, they're usually like 3.8s. So. Yeah. But I ended up buying them. I bought 10 of them because I had a $50 gift certificate for Father's Day. So I was like, yeah. Let's get some more dark sleepers. And when, uh, well, when I went ship uh, shopping for them, I was like, oh, they, they make these things in quarter ounce ones, you know, because a three eighths ounce, they work in a river, but you're going to have to have a little bit of depth or speed to the water. Um, yeah. You're going to be catching the bottom a lot. And um, so I was like, why not? We'll try these quarters and see how they do. I haven't had a chance to throw them. I haven't been on the river, dude, and for a long time now. I can't. I know it's, you're, you're it's been you're almost converted. A it's been a, like dang near a month. I, it's because I've been catching huge fish like lately, man, like on the lakes. Yeah. And I mean, I went up north and fished for the KBF monthly and I caught like four largemouth that were in the 18 to 19 and a half inch range that were all like five pounders. Like they were just Jeez. enormous, dude. And then. Uh, that night or it right in the evening when it started to get dark i hooked up with like a 17 and three inch, or three quarter inch uh small mouth so but uh yeah. that's 
yeah, the smallmouth gotten a little harder to catch up there because they've gone deep during the day. Like it'd be, they're probably not really moving up uh, shallow yeah. until it's nighttime. So, yeah, uh, I think I think I know where you're fishing to. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> but uh, so but I've um this bait uh I. If I remember correctly, Mike did throw it and had success with it uh, when we were at St. Clair. So it's a great goby imitation. So like um, that, there's uh, somewhat of a, a a whitish yellow with a little bit of yellow. There's a couple of baits like that that would definitely work as a goby imitation. So definitely check them out. They're cool baits. Um, you know, they are a little pricey. You're only getting one for $5.99. So if you buy them, I would advise to buy um, a couple and each weight. Don't buy just one weight because then if you go out and throw it and you realize it's snagging a lot, you know, you're just going to increase your odds of losing that bait. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making a bottom contact, but, you know, like I've, from our local river guys, they're always like, yeah, you don't want it to stop and sit there. You do need it to kind of it's nice to have it be able to tick the bottom and move on its own and yeah. that sort of thing. Cause that's where I always get snagged up. As soon as I know I have too much weight is where that bait's just, you know, glued to the bottom. So <laughs> definitely try out the different weights for sure. Um, and then you'll, you should find what you like, obviously. So you got me interested. I, I think that bait would work really well in the little Miami. Yeah. I think it, I think it'd do well in the great Miami too, to be honest with you. I think both, uh, both rivers, you know, are in better condition than they've been in a very long time. You know, I know a lot of people complain about the little Miami of, you know, uh, it's bacterial slash whatever issues it has more downstream towards, you know, when you start getting in the Southern portions of it. But overall, for those (laughs) who aren't familiar with where we live, our rivers were garbage for a really, really, really long time, you know, with a lot of pollution and stuff. And, the conservancy districts in our area have done quite an amazing job at buying up land and, you know, getting them cleaned up, you know, with, uh, unfortunately if a lot of people aren't always too keen on the EPA, but the more stringent what they allow people to dump into those waterways, the better they'll get. So, yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't sugarcoat it and say South, call it what it really is. What? Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, Brad's a huge Pittsburgh fan, so every time he can take a jab at the city of Cincinnati, he does. So, but I mean, it. But that stuff starts occurring well before Cincinnati, you know. Yeah. Like, um, and I mean, just recently on the Great Miami River, Middletown's water treatment facility. Oh yeah. Had a, an issue with the water, and they were pumping in um, some nasty stuff and it was causing a some <clears throat> some uh what was it i think it was high levels e coli in the water yeah yeah so yeah they had that uh advisory going on for a while and, it's like a week or two and then when we had the tornado uh last year on memorial day um uh, montgomery county their like main facility water treatment facility was um right in the path of that tornado i don't know that it did structural damage but i know that it knocked down the power and the power is out for like a couple weeks there so that that facility was pumping straight raw sewage basically into the river system for almost two weeks i think or at least a week and there was an advisory not even to be fishing or near that water for quite some time so talk about chocolate milk of course i was out fishing (laughs) Like, hey man, random turd right there. Like, well, <laughs> do what you got to do. I fished north of the river that whole year last year. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I ain't going down there. It's nasty. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do, man. Some things are just inevitable. Yeah. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, 
and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. But um, yeah, overall, super cool bait. Um, it it's really good. Um, you know, it says it go crawls through gnarly structure. It does, man. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, it picks up weeds a little bit, but it picks up that weird slimy green stuff. You know, that real uh, thin stuff that I yep. people you know like the algae type stuff. But um, it's uh, it's super cool. Um, you know, it, the paddle tail does have it's a it's it's not like a kitek with a huge wobble um but what's nice is it does it does wobble even at like a slow retrieve so you're it's not like it's staying still or looking unnatural so mm-hmm. um definitely check it out man it's a lot of a lot of cool colors they're a little off the wall when you first see them but um i think in my yeah. eyes, when you see them from the top, is where they really excel. Like, because I mean, you think about it—that that, that bait's going to be on the bottom. So, yeah, it they're, looks good. I wouldn't say they're off the wall. Maybe uh, two of them. Yeah, they they look natural. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I guess when I say off the wall, it's not your like typical like green pumpkin yeah. slash shad colors. Like they're they're unique. You know, like, um, I, I found a swim bait that's similar to it. It's not um, a mega bass. I, I, to be honest with you, I have no idea who made it. I picked it up some point, and I bought it because of some of the water, uh, some of the lakes I've been fishing have perch in them, and so it's like a, it's a yellow swim bait that's very similar, a little bit bigger than the mega bass, but mm-hmm. I uh, lost it the other day got snagged but um you know it looked good in the water looked like a perch so but yeah check them out the the real question is would you eat it uh yeah sure <laughs> i mean and if that's... i was a small mouth bass i was like hey look man there's a chartreuse swim bait coming over here <laughs> <laughs> i mean i eat a lot of garbage being a trash panda so <laughs> Dude, every time I see a raccoon now, I think of you. <laughs> the other day we were driving, me and Mike were going to the lake, and we saw like five dead ones within like a mile stretch. And he's like, dude, it looks like your brothers are quite depressed lately. And I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. I just remember the, the first day I took the Torquedo out, I was I was bringing the boat up on the ramp to, to leave. There was a raccoon digging in the trash can like five feet away from me. <laughs> and then he took off into the woods with whatever was in his hands. <laughs> Or uh, Duke Westcamp was talking with uh, David Brooke was having something that was getting in his yard and setting off his motion cameras and stuff. And he was yeah. like, they're probably raccoons. And he's like, dirty grubbers. And I told him to stop talking smack about my brethren. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, but yeah, uh, definitely good bait. Uh, again, they are $5.99 a piece. But for those who are familiar with Mega Bass, they make expensive baits. So, but they are durable. They are not, <clears throat> you can hook a small mouth with this. And unlike a Kitek, usually that Kitek is either A, being thrown off your hook or mm-hmm. being ripped apart. Something, you know, usually happens with it that makes it act a little on the funky side. So <laughs> these things are pretty durable. So I've yet to see one be torn. I mean, you're not utilizing it like a Kitek. The weight and hook system is all built inside, you know, the actual bait itself. There's no screw lock to rip out. There's nothing like that. Yeah. So, pretty cool. First time I heard about them, man. Yeah, check them out. Good bait. I will. I'll try it. All right. So that's all I got for them. But uh, anything else you want to add, to Brad? No, we're good. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, joining us on the final cast. Um, Look forward to talking with everybody next week. Um, We've got the 
final losers bracket matchup this weekend for the spring madness, which has turned into oh, yeah. the deep summer madness bracket. <laughs> so we apologize, guys, for this extending out a little further. We were shooting for the championship, like the final matchup between the winners and losers bracket to be around July 4th anyway. So we're only about a week out of our original date that we were estimating to be done at. So, um, yeah, so we got Sam Jones, Susie Roloff and Josh Smith are the top three finishers out of the losers bracket. They should be fishing from what I understand this weekend. So, um, I think I'll, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'll probably be joining Brian to host it on Sunday morning from seven to 11 Eastern standard time. Mm -hmm. It's a lot earlier than normal. Um, we were doing them. Uh, about an hour later than that originally, but with the heat and everything that we've been going on, we're trying to kind of eliminate anybody having uh, like overheating phone issues, especially because when we're running the um, the app to live stream it, uh, we've got we're hooked up to batteries, and a lot of times when you're hooked up to a battery and you're in direct sunlight, you tend to overheat your phone. So. Hopefully that won't be the case. Hopefully everybody has good signal. I know we keep kind of, we've run into issues here and there with that. So we do apologize guys, but you know, usually the best fishing is the less traveled areas. So, but, uh, it'll be a good showdown. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, uh, Susie put some smack down on Josh and Sam. What about <laughs> you? Hey man, I, I don't know. This is going to be a good one. I think. Because you got Sam Jones, and then you got Susie, and then Josh Smith. Man, he's 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 no, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call him. He he's a sleeper, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, he he's a good fisherman. Yeah, he is. But Susie's been on him, man. She's been putting up some good good limits lately. So yeah. But uh, yeah. So we have that coming up this weekend. So uh, feel free to join us. Facebook Live, Saturday, 7 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. So without, everybody have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Peace. See, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters com use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent on all your jig and tackle needs a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.